Are you in your 40s, approaching your 40s, past your 40s, and wondering, what the F is happening to my body, in my relationships, with my family, in my career, generally all the things. If so, then you're in the right place. We're your hosts. I'm Beth. And I'm Dana. We're here to bring people together to explore and have real, raw conversation about being 40-ish. So welcome to What the 40-ish, a podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What the 40-ish. This is Beth and Dana. We're back this week. And since it's January, we thought we would talk to you guys about some New Year's resolutions. We were going to talk about the history of them, some interesting statistics, and just generally lots of fun tidbits about uh, New Year's resolutions and why sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Give you a little um, personal taste of what Dana and I might be working on this year as far as resolutions. Let's just jump right in. Dana, you were going to head us up with some historical. I thought we could start with the historical. Yeah, we can start with the history. So I'm looking up facts on New Year's resolutions. Like, when did it start? Which it was actually, it was pretty interesting. I So it actually started over 4,000 years ago. Not necessarily New Year's resolutions, like what we think of New Year's resolutions, but it was the ancient, ancient Babylonians who they would have this big festival. It's like a 12 day festival. And it was when they would go in to do their, their planting for the season. So it was in March and they would at that time crown the new King or the King that was already there. They would like recrown them, which I thought at that part, I was like, that's pretty interesting. I want to go back and read more about that. Like, was it a voting system? Like, was there like democracy? Like at the time, like, that's pretty cool, but I don't know. I'll go back and look. Um, they would have this 12 day festival during the time they would make promises to their gods. This is what's different is they would, everything was more true to their gods and they would pay debts and return. They would make the promise to return items that they borrowed. So since it was planting season, a lot of people borrowed like equipment and they would make the promise, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to return the equipment. That was like about 4,000 years ago. And then Julius Caesar, he, he, so he changed the calendar around to make January 1st, the first day of the year. Mm -hmm. So, and that was like 46 BC was when this all happened. The month of January, I guess it's a God, Janus, Janus, Janus. I don't know. I'm, I'm not huge, but that was, it was a two-faced God. And so part of the face looked back and part of the face looked forward. They kind of used that as a moment to, to kind of reflect on what they have done, look at their future. So, and they would like do sacrifices to the God. I don't, I don't think it was like human sacrifices. It was probably like they gave money or laid fruit or whatever. Um, and then they would make promises of good conduct in the future. Pretty much everything was to the gods or the god, uh, whatever the, at the time that people believed in. And then in around like 1740, there was this en English clergyman named John Wesley, and he created this thing. It was called Covenant Renewal Service, and it happened typically on New Year's Eve. And it was just kind of a time where the community would come together and they would sing hymns and do prayers, but they would also make a resolution. And again, it still was more like a resolution to God. Like I will be a better human kind of thing. It wasn't so focused on the self as it is now. So then it eventually evolved and 
now, like most resolutions are focused on yourself where it's always like, I'm going to, you know, I was kind of looking at the history of uh, resolutions in like the last like hundred years. And there's definitely been a switch. Like in the 1940s, it was, you know, I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to be a a better person and things like that. Now the top common ones are, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to lose weight. Like those are like the most common ones now. So that's like, that's kind of the history of, I didn't realize that it had gone back so far. Like I kind of thought. Yeah, I didn't either. That's very interesting. And I, I, I remember like, you know, when you're in school and you do like the whole like section on, you know, Greek mythology and Roman mythology and the stuff like that. So like the God, the thing about the God with the two facing God, I vaguely remember learning about that. So that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I like, I was like, oh, I like that God. I like this God. Like, I don't have any tattoos, but they're kind of like on my mind lately. And I'm like, I kind of want to get a tattoo just because like, it's something I want to experience. You know, I don't know if I will or won't, but I was like, actually, that could be a really cool God. I like the concept of him. Like, Did you find a picture? Yeah, I found a picture. Like, it, it looked like it was maybe on a, on a coin or something, but it was just kind of a sketchy picture nothing like major but I'm sure somebody I'm sure there's some really cool ones out there but it's it kind of it honestly kind of reminds me of the um the theater uh masks kind of it kind of reminds me of that but it's like just a man and his face his face is on two sides but I like the the thought behind him like he's he looks back to see what he's done and he's looking forward to see where he can go I'm like I kind of like that I thought that was pretty cute. So that is the history, but we didn't talk about like what are, did you make a New Year's resolution? Yeah. I mean, I have a, actually have a couple that I'm, some things that I want to work on this year. Okay. I mean, I think every year I say I want to lose weight and that's like mm-hmm. one of them, but I'm not, I'm not saying that this year. I'm not, because I feel like I fail at it every year. So I'm not saying that I'm saying that a lot of this like kind of goes back to what we were talking about with our last guest, the whole mindset of what you have in your environment affects your, you know, the, the physicalness of your, you know, it, it can affect you physically. So like for me, even though I kind of do this already, but really making a goal of getting rid of things that I, that I really don't need kind of decluttering and simplifying. And I'm pretty good about it. Like I can do it. I just haven't had the time to to actually go through and, and do some of that. So I think, you know, having a little bit more flexibility in my, in my job, I'll be able to like, just make a goal of 15 minutes a day, just kind of walking around and having a goal of getting rid of, you know, five things. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's going to be my, that's going to be. I totally took your three things that your aunt, that when we were talking, yeah. we're going to totally get off stuff. This is us. But I totally took the three things. I was like, okay. So this morning I pulled down three shirts and I just laid it there in on the middle of my, you know, my closet, of course. I was like, I'm going to get rid of three shirts because they're out of fashion or they're just kind of done, whatever. So I pulled three and they are down. One of them I still like, but it's a cold shoulder. And I'm like, okay, that's not in style anymore. I need to get rid of it. Even though I, I love a cold shoulder, but whatever. Yeah. 
So yeah, a lot of what Kira had said during our, our last conversation, I, I think resonated with me is just, and I didn't even realize it until we were actually having the conversation, you know, about how much having a, <clears throat> an organized space is, is helpful. And, and when I started reflecting on it and realizing like, yeah, actually like when my bedroom's clean, like I sleep so much better, like, yeah. And I wake up in a better mood and, you know, when my room is a mess, like, I just want to go back to sleep. Like I don't want, you know, like I'm, cause I look at what is facing me and I don't like it. So yeah. um, no, I mean, 15, really, 15 it's just, minutes is nothing. So just you can generally, yeah, 15 minutes, just generally being, you know, simplifying, decluttering. And, and also I have a goal of making my bed um, within reason, like making my bed every day, like clearly went, you know, I've been, I've had COVID, so I've been dealing with that. So clearly there were like, like a, a good five days that I barely even got out of the bed. So I didn't make it um, on those days, yeah. but I, that's something that I, I want to try and do. Cause she's right. It's like a present that you give it to yourself every day. I love and, that. I loved it when she said that. I was like, that is exact. Cause your sheets feel better. They're yeah. like all the same temperature. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, yeah, I love the making of the making of the bed was okay. We're getting off topic, but yes. Yeah. So, so that's one of them. Um, my other one is just I'm not going to say lose weight. I'm just going to say, I just generally want to be, want to have a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So whatever that ends up entailing, I do feel like I am somebody who does better when I give myself kind of measurable kind of goals. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, I need to be selective about who I choose as my accountability person (laughs) because I love my husband dearly, but a a lot of times I, you know, we've kind of, oh, we're going to do this together. And, um, I feel like there's a lot of guilt that comes with that arrangement sometimes that doesn't always feel so good. So in, in that regard, I think I need my accountability person to be somebody who's experiencing the same, the same frustrations that I am as a woman and the woman in this age bracket and, and whatever. So like, um, just generally being adopting a, a lifestyle that's healthier, what I eat, making sure I move more, getting enough sleep. That's a big thing for me. I've gone through bouts of, of just not being able to sleep. So doing what I can to um, try to really make sure that I get a good seven, eight hours every night, I think is going to be beneficial to me. And I've read that in so many articles lately that we, we undervalue it. <laughs> I've always said you can sleep when you're dead, right? Like I'll sleep when I'm dead. If I only get a couple hours, I'll be, I'll be okay. But it really, they really, there's really a lot of science behind getting enough sleep to let your body kind of repair itself, mm-hmm. especially somebody in, in with me who has some immune issues and really that sleep is very, very important. So yeah. that is something that I want to, so it's generally adopting some, some healthier lifestyle choices, I guess. I don't have issue. Well, the only issue I have with sleep is I, I like right now because I just have like eczema flare ups, and at night it's the worst. You're so freaking itchy. Like I'm so itchy. So like I'll wake up and I'm just like scratching the hell out of myself, which is terrible. But generally, I have that lovely disease. So I can hit the bed and go to bed. Everybody's yeah. like Brian's just like what the hell. Like I can lay in bed and within like a minute to two minutes I'm asleep. Yeah. Like, 
for me, it's a brain, it's a brain thing. My body's always tired, but you know, for me, it's a brain thing as being able to shut my brain off or, you know, like yeah, <clears throat> making a, an effort to, okay. And I, and I think I'm going to have to set some boundaries for myself too, to be like, okay, at this time you need to be done with work because it, especially working from home now, like it, it would be, and I've done this before. It's so easy to fall into this habit where you get up in the morning and you start working. And then the next thing, you know, it's 8 PM and yeah. you worked all day long. Just you, haven't moved, you, haven't yeah. set, you haven't set those boundaries for yourself. So really just setting some good parameters and saying, okay, you know, if I'm, you know, at six o'clock, I need to be done generally, you know, like there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but like generally make a habit of between five and six o'clock really being done with work for the day and setting myself up for, you know, spending time with my husband and my, my children when they're here. And, um, I I don't really have this problem. (laughs) I've never had this problem. I'm like, Oh, it's five o'clock. I'm going by like everything will be here tomorrow. And I'm not, I I try not to take it home. I know there's been exceptions to the rule. Like we're doing an event or whatever that, yeah, I think I, just generally for me, I've always been in a, like a managerial type responsibility role where I, I've, especially for the last several years needed to be available, like at all hours, you know, yeah, so like that. Um, now that I've kind of gotten rid of that and unless I'm doing an event, most of everything that I'm doing right now can wait until then, you know, like. Yeah, the no, work, that's the work can wait until tomorrow. And that so, is your problem is you have a hard time saying no. Yeah, I do. That's I the do. problem. I mean, I, we, I know this, my husband knows this, like, because we both worked with you and you have a really hard time setting those boundaries. Well, yeah, because I'm a people pleaser. So yeah. I'm like, you're going to ask me to do something. I'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I only have yeah, you like, you guys stop that a hundred other things to do today, but I'll yeah. figure out how to work it in. No, I would be like, no, I can't do it. Put it on the list. I'll get to it when I get to it. Sorry. Sorry, world. <laughs> so what about you? What, what, so, what is on your list? Definitely. I mean, it's always, it's just always been there. I'm going to, I got to get back eating better. And yes, of course I want to lose weight. Um, I started back on Weight Watchers. I haven't, I didn't weigh myself because I always do like a two week buffer <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's so fucking depressing getting on that scale it's like yeah it oh is. my god it's so depressing so I I'm just I've been just tracking and eating well and I feel better I already feel better like it's only you know what to say Thursday but I've been doing great and I haven't really deprived myself of much so I'm just I you know like when you start tracking you realize oh yeah okay this is what I've been doing. I see where yeah. I really went bad here. So that and moving, like just moving more. I feel like in the last like four months, I have quit moving altogether and I can feel it like in my body and my bones, like even just like getting up and walking around for a little bit. Like I just, it, and it's, it's been depressing. Like just sitting all the time is just depressing as hell. But that I really did not do like a major thought of a a resolution this year I really didn't do it this is probably one of the first years I didn't didn't like really go okay I'm gonna do it this year like because it's never worked I think one year I quit soda and I quit soda for like two years I mean I don't I don't drink that much soda but I quit drinking soda altogether like I, I, I like a coke zero or a diet coke and like I quit 
for like two years, one point, and then fell off. And it didn't make any difference that I had quit. So I don't, I was, you know, I only drink like one every few, every few days do I have a, a soda. Anyway, so no, I didn't, I didn't because I just feel like, meh, you know what, I'm just going to not make a resolution about it. I'm just going to do what I know I need to be doing is kind of more my thought, like let's get through Christmas and I'm just going to start doing what I know to be a healthier lifestyle. So oh, one other thing I didn't mention because we, because we kind of talked about it before we started the this recording, but was that I, one of my goals for this year, I, I don't want to say resolution, I guess it's more of a goal, but I guess that's what a resolution is. It's to be nicer, more thoughtfully nicer to my husband. So I'm nice generally, but just to be a little bit more intentional with my niceness and and more thoughtful. Have you ever done like the five love languages, like assessment? So we did that like years and years ago. Aaron's love language is acts of service. Like he likes when I do things for him, Mm -hmm. like make his lunch or, you know, or, you know, things like that. He, he, he just eats that stuff up. My love language is quality time or words of encouragement. And his are, his is definitely acts of service and physical touch. So like, those are his two love languages and mine are quality time and, and words of encouragement. I'm working on kind of incorporating both my love language and his and doing acts of acts of service and giving him more attention physically. And then also like putting out there, I think you mentioned this before was that you were trying to, and this resonated with me is trying to put out there what you were hoping to get back. So not only like meeting his needs as far as what his love language is, but also putting out there what I hope to, to get in return. So like me spending quality time with him and also giving him words of encouragement, because those are the things that I want. So I feel like I have to put out there also what I want in order to get those things. If I really want, if I really want to invest in that. So, and I do because he's important to me. So, so that is also another one of my, my things for 2022 is that I really want. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. So you looked into, so we kind of, I talked about the most common ones out there, obviously are exercise, lose weight, you know, so I looked into, I looked into the statistics behind. So like of the people that set up new year's resolutions, how many people actually follow through through and feel like they've accomplished something at the end of the year? And so some of the most interesting statistics that, that I found, there was a study done, I think it was from 2016. It says that is according to this 2016 study of the 41% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions. So that's 41% of Americans say they make New Year's resolutions, which is a huge number to me. I thought it would have been a little less than that. But of the 41%, by the end of the year, only 9% feel they're successful in keeping the, those resolutions. That goes down quite a bit, like yeah. less than 10% um, yeah. feel they're successful in keeping them. So, and I would, I, I guess I can see that because I feel like there's years where I start off so strong and I do good for about three to six months. Mm-hmm. And six it, months. So that's, I mean, even six months is pretty impressive. This is the success failure rates over the first six months. So of those who make new year's resolutions after one week, 75% are still successful in keeping it after two weeks, that number drops to 71%. After one month, it drops again to 64%. And then after six months, 
Only 46% of people who make resolutions are still successful in keeping wow, it. Wow, almost half are still. See, I would have thought it would have been like one month after one month, most people have dropped off. So, but the interesting thing that I saw here in this study was that in comparison, those people who have similar goals, but didn't set a resolution per se, only 4% of those are successful after six months. So, so 4% so as compared to 46%. So 40% more success rate if you actually set it as your resolution, as opposed to just having an arbitrary goal that you set at some point during the year. So I'm screwed is what you're saying. I have to set it as a resolution, not as, okay, I just. Well, just maybe you're one of the 6%. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's a resolution, I suppose, but it's not, I didn't, I didn't set it with intention. I kind of set it like, okay, when the new year happens, I got to refocus my, 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 my life, my wellness life, I should say. I do kind of have the resolution of trying to meditate. Like everybody I'm like every, all the podcasts I listen to, they're just like meditation. It's just so amazing. And then all these like uber successful people, like they all meditated. My grandfather, he probably one of the smartest men I've ever met and he would meditate but he never talked to us about it. He never showed us or anything. He just would, that was something he would do alone was meditate. And my grandmother at one time. So when he passed away, my grandmother said to, said that one time my grandfather came out and said, I know what happens when you die. And she said, what happened? He goes, it's this one thing. He just is like, it's one thing. And he goes, I saw the writing on the wall, but he never told anybody what it was. We're like, what, the, what, what kind of crap is this? Like you have, you get the secret to life and you don't, you don't tell anybody. Share it with everybody. Yeah. That's, that's messed up. Yeah. So, so anyway. some, of the, some of the reasons for failure, the top reasons for failure, 35% of participants in that same survey said, um, or actually in a, in a survey from 2014, sorry, not the same survey, but in a study from 2014, 35% of those participants who failed their New Year's resolutions said they had unrealistic goals. So I guess setting, you know, something realistic, being yeah. very realistic with your goals. Like you can't go in and be, uh, I want to lose 200 pounds this year. You know, that may yeah, not that's, be a realistic goal. Yeah. So having a realistic goal, um, 33% of those participants said they just didn't keep track of their progress. So it was like a record keeping kind of failure, I guess. And 23% said they just simply forgot. Just yeah. simply, it just rolled out of their minds, simply forgot about their resolutions. And then one in 10 people who failed said they made too many resolutions. Oh. So they wanted to do all these different things. And um it was too much to accomplish in, in one year. So that may, that might be my problem, you know, because I, I just named three resolutions yeah. and they're all pretty big things. So as I was, as I was reading that, I was like, yeah, you may want to just focus on one of these, but you know what? I think they're all, they're all important. So I'm going to at least try and maybe one of them will stick. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, they all kind of go together though. They too. Do, I mean, the, I think the wellness one just kind of goes together. That just is like, you know, be a, be healthier. You're not, if you're not like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to lose whatever it is you want to lose. If there's not a, a goal and it's just wellness, 
Yeah, you for know, me, could, I think it needs to be because I've always set weight loss goals. Yeah. I've all, you know, when I've done resolutions, like I want to lose this amount of weight because I felt like I needed to work towards a certain goal. But for me, I had to change <clears throat> the way I was thinking about that because for me, I think it's more about I need to, I think the weight loss will come when I adopt a, a healthier way of life. So, right. so like I need to make the measurable thing for me is. Okay. We have a Peloton, right? I've ridden it like three times since we got it in July. Well, partially because Aaron broke it. Like after the first week, he like shredded the pedal right off of it, but <laughs> he was going hard or something Damn. like that. He... Anyway, we had to wait for it to get fixed. And then we were on vacation and then I've essentially been sick in one way or another since we got back from vacation. So I haven't been on it, um, since, like August. So I need to get back on it. So like one of my things is, is I'm going to try as soon as I get over this respiratory crap, get on it three times a week. Do they have, I'm sure they do. They've got to have like five minute rides. Or no, they do. Rides. They have, they have, they have like leisure rides where you're just, where they put up scenery and it looks like you're riding. Yeah. If you just want to like do a leisurely ride, that's how I started initially in the beginning. And then I started doing some of the beginner classes. Um, I just started with leisure because that's what my doctor had recommended. Like, don't do anything crazy. Like just start with one, some of the leisure rides. And I was like, okay, so that's how I'll start back as leisure ride. But I want to get on it three times a week. Those are the kind of measurable goals, like having something measurable, but maybe not necessarily. That is something that I can control. I can't, yeah. I can't control wh- what weight my body decides it's going to get rid of. Like I have no control over that. Like yeah. I can try my best, but I think that's what's where I've gotten kind of caught up is like, I'm not losing weight fast enough. And I'm like, I'm never going to reach the goal. And so I kind of give up because I get discouraged, but I can, I can, I can control how often I get on that Peloton and I can, you know, so just put it in your calendar be like, okay, here's my calendar. I'm going to do it. And you have to, because Aaron, he's really great about working out. Oh yeah. I mean, he dropped He's very disciplined. I think that comes from being in the military, but like he's very disciplined when he puts his mind to it. And also for him, because he's got, you know, I love him dearly, but he's got really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. And people always question me when I tell them that they're like, he's like the most laid back person. What are you talking about? He's got anxiety. I'm like, you don't live with him. (laughs) Yeah. But he is a much happier person when he is when he has a, a workout routine, when he works out regularly, yeah. he is much more tolerable in that regard. I mean, like, it's everybody really sure. It just makes you everybody. It just makes you feel better no matter what. Like it just, it, I've noticed like, so Marissa, Marissa deals with anxiety and depression and stuff. If she goes to the dot or if she goes and works out, she's been trying to work out lately and she comes, she's like in a shit mood before she leaves. When she comes back, she's just so much more pleasant to be. She's just like, Hey, and I'm like, we were just talking about it this morning. I'm like, you need to continue to work out. Cause I'm like, you, your outlook on life is just so much, much happier, you know? Yeah. And I agree too. It makes you feel sexier and like, okay, I'm a little more accomplished. Do you have any more other interesting stats? I do. I do okay. have some more interesting facts. So, so one of the, one of the, we clearly don't have a lot of statistics from 2022 yet, but yeah. From 2021, the most popular resolution for 2021 was exercising more or improving fitness. Mm-hmm. And that was about 50% of the participants who participated in that particular survey. And then uh, losing weight, um, followed by saving money 
and improving diet. So it's so funny that most of those, it's not as funny, but it's predictable. I think that most of those have to do with being, you know, just generally being healthier, right? So whether it's, you know, exercise or losing weight specifically or improving diet, the saving money one is interesting because I would, I just took a course. It was a required course for um, the the class I'm taking. It was like a personal finance course. It talks so much about, you know, it's funny because I, I kept saying throughout the course, I wish I had known this when I was 18, 19. Yeah. When you forgot for your first job. Yeah. There's like this chart that they showed and the, and the, the textbook that we use is written by Dave Ramsey, who's, you know, financial, you know, expert. And what he makes a lot of sense. Now, whether you agree with everything that he says or not, but what he says makes a lot of sense. So like he, he has this one chart that shows somebody who starts investing like $200 a month from the time that they are 19 or 20 years old, something like that, $200 a month. And they only, uh, so 20 years old, they invest from the age of 20 to 27. And then they stop putting that money away. And then somebody else starts at 27 and invests until they're until they retire at 65. And the person who started investing at age 20 and only invested for seven years ends up with more money than the person who invests for like close to 40 years. Yeah. Because they started earlier, that compound interest over time just basically does the work for you. And so it just blew my mind because here I am in my forties and I'm like, I mean, I have some 401ks and stuff like that, but as a, as a couple, we've invested in some, you know, mutual funds and stuff like that. I haven't been super intentional about my retirement, my retirement savings. So like taking that class was like super eye-opening. I'm like telling my kids right now, I'm like, you need to start putting money away, like invest it now, like start doing it now. Like, and even if you only do it for like five to 10 years, you're going to be good. Ella is already like, oh, I'm going to start, you know, she's like, I'm going to start investing now. I'm like, okay, good, good for you. You do that. She should, if she can do it, like just put 10% away. If you can do it, Marissa does it. I don't know how much she puts away. It may be just like a hundred dollars a month. Um, mm-hmm. but she's been doing it since she started her, like her job at, uh, she was at Harris Teeter and Harris Teeter had like a slight match. It wasn't very much. I think they matched maybe 25%, but I was like, that's free money. You take it. You just, you know, that's for every dollar you're getting an extra quarter. So you take it, take it, take it. So she started, she doesn't have very much in there, but she, she's continuing it on. I wish I would have started earlier. Also, I totally agree with you in in continuing that, like breaking it down into generational statistics. So they had this section, um, and this I'm I'm getting a lot of this information from this one, uh, website called discoverhappyhabits.com where they did a, an article on, uh, resolutions, this generational statistics, section was, I thought was super funny because, you know, baby boomers, um, their, their number one goal is to lose weight and less importance on saving money um, as compared to younger generations. And then you have Gen Z, who was four times more concerned with finding love than any other age group. Which, what are we? Are we Z? Are we X? Are we're we? X. Yeah. We're X. Z is, I don't know. Can you look that up? What is Generation Z? When? Did, what year do they Well, start? there's like Generation X and then there's 
there's a generation and then, and, and then millennials right and millennials and then um also gen z wants to dress better and improve their style the more they're the most over any other generational group and then millennials specifically on the west coast are more concerned with getting a work promotion or raise and um, millennials are the most confident in keeping their resolutions, um, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> All, okay. So Gen X, you and I, Gen X from, you're born 1965 to to 2025. So both Marissa and Daphne are Gen Z. Yeah, Caleb and Ella, I think. Wait, when when does Gen Z start? 97 to 12. Yeah, so both yeah, both Caleb and Ella are Gen Z. So um, what were they most concerned with? Were they look or the clothes? It says um, more concerned with finding love and then and also dressing better and improve their style. Yeah, I mean, that's these are like young 20s. Yeah. To like, you know, 10-year-olds, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. It, it, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But then you also have, there are some regional statistics. So losing weight is, was more important to those who live in the Midwest than any other U.S. region. And exercising, specifically, was more important to those who live on the West Coast as compared to the rest of the U.S. The Southern states find it more important to drink less alcohol than any other region. Um, The Northeast has the most people that would like to stop drinking alcohol completely. Mm. I don't want to drink. I don't want to stop drinking completely. I'm in the South. I I don't I don't drink that much anyway. I go through, I go through waves of drinking. Yeah. Well, the Northeast, Northeast is also almost twice as likely to want to spend more time volunteering in their community as one of their resolutions than any other regional area. That's so good. that's interesting. I just that's thought it was, yeah. yeah, I thought it was interesting to break it down regionally as well. So we got it. We need to do a whole show just on the generational list. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. So my mom, oh, my mom's on the cut. She's the silent generation and boomer because she was 45. But 45 is the last year of this. I have never heard of the silent generation, part of the greatest generation. That was my grandparents. What, what was the silent generation? I, it's from 1928 to 1945. Okay. So then my dad is the silent generation. I don't know what, like. I thought my dad was a boomer, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't know what that really means. I'll have to check all this up. Okay. Well, those, okay. So those are cool stats on New Year's resolutions, though. So while I was looking around, I did look up, I don't know if, did you look up tips on how to? Yeah. Okay. I did. So I listed up the, too, but I'll hear yours. Okay. I'll... So some of the top tips that I had, <laughs> that I saw um, were to de- develop the necessary skills and mindset ahead of time. So like it says like self-efficacy and readiness to change are um, predictive of positive outcomes. So like, you know, you can't like make something like I want to lose weight, but not be willing, not be willing or in the mindset to give up the foods necessary to to do so. (laughs) It's like that. Have you seen that TikTok? I don't, where it's like, you want this and you want this. 
but you'll have to do this. And then they're just like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to be skinny and look amazing in a bikini, but oh, I can't eat and drink. Um, It says you also have to, um, one of the other tips was to ask a question instead of making a declaration. So they call it the question behavior effect, um, meaning in which you ask people about performing a certain behavior influences whether they do it in the future. So for people making new new year's resolution, a question like, will I exercise? Yes or no, maybe more, more effective than declaring I will exercise. Yeah, I can see that Um, on that. So one thing I read to help you that kind of goes along with that is taking out the negative word and if you maybe not mm -hmm. call it a resolution, but say, you know, don't say quitting or stop. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit eating. I'm going to quit, you know, make it more of a positive, use positive words. Like reduce or something. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Instead of quit smoking, maybe like be able to walk around the block without hacking up my lungs or something. Um, Yeah. Just make it more positive, put a positive spin on it instead of I, oh, like one thing was like, if you wanted to eat healthier, instead of saying, I'm going to, I'm going to eat healthier or stop eating, you know, badly. It was, I'm going to eat an, an interesting salad once a week. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well that's, you know, to me, that's an easy resolution. Once a week, I'm going to eat an interesting salad. So yeah. not just my basic, I was like, okay, I kind of like, okay. That. So I feel like, okay, I'm feeling good about that because I, one of my things about being generally being healthier was to try one, you know, like in my mind with that measurable, one of those measurable things is to try one new healthy recipe a week. So, um, something that I haven't done before is to look up, you know, try new recipes that are healthy, like Mm -hmm. healthier, like whole food type recipes. Yeah. So one of the other tips was, and there's a lot of things that go along with this. So like getting plenty of sleep. And I was just talking about that, like how sleep was so important. They say that for those trying to lose weight or eat healthier, the lack of sleep decreases leptin, which is the hormone that makes you feel full. Um, it also blues boost. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Garolin, um, or AKA the hunger hormone, which increases appetite, promotes fat storage and, and causes poor food choices. It's helpful for those with fitness goals. Um, it says research has found adequate sleep improves speed, strength, endurance in, in athletes. And then for those aiming to improve work performance or get a promotion, the lack of sleep leads to reduced productivity. Additionally, sleep deprived people um, in management ro- roles are described as less ethical and not as alert, motivated, or cheerful. And then it also hope, helps those wanting to boost their social lives. So the lack of sleep can contributes to poor mood and are markedly worsened social interactions. Yeah. Um, and it also helps with those trying to quit smoking. A lack of sleep is tied to higher rates of nicotine dependence. So I thought that was interesting because that's like I, told, like I said, I've been reading a lot about just like the power of getting enough sleep at night because I've been dealing with, uh, you know, a brain that won't shut down at the yeah. end of the day. Um, have you taken, have you ever tried like the melatonin and the St. John's wort and all that stuff? Yeah, I've tried those. I had insomnia so bad. Like, I guess it was about 10 years ago. I had it so bad that I ended up um, getting prescribed. Um, I think it was Ambien or Lunesta, one of those. 
um, to reset your sleep pattern. So if you're really having a hard time with like insomnia, cause I was having it bad. It's not necessarily a bad idea to just for a short period of time. I did it for like three months. They said, take it for three months every night, like clockwork to reset your sleep pattern. And then you wean off of it after that. And you will naturally you've reset. So your body is used to going to sleep at a certain time and getting a certain amount of sleep. And when you take it, you have to give your body at least seven hours of sleep or otherwise you're going to be groggy. I did that and it did help and it worked for a really long time. I, you know, I, for, for a couple of years, I think I was on a semi-normal, like didn't have any insomnia episodes or anything like that. So that was really helpful. But now, um, it, cause Aaron is a, he goes to bed usually before I do, cause he's an early bird. So it, uh, I've, I have in the past probably year really adjusted when I go to bed and we, he doesn't like the TV on at night. Like I used to be one of those people who, who habitually slept with the TV on, you know, like get in bed and I could not go to sleep if the TV was not on. And I cut that out like years ago because Aaron and I like, fundamentally disagreed on this, this. And so if we were ever going to sleep in the same room, one of us had to budge. And so I was like, okay, I will, I will turn the, you know, every night at 10 PM, the TV, you know, is the TV is off. And so we've gotten to the point where we don't even really watch TV in the evenings anymore. We don't watch a whole lot of TV. We, we watch it on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't watch a lot of TV in the evenings. So, it doesn't usually even go on in our bedroom at all anymore. So we probably could have gotten away with not even having a TV in our bedroom, except for that. I feel like we always have a ton of people in our house. So sometimes if on the weekends we do want to watch something, the kids have friends over or something. Yeah. We, we just, we need a quieter place to go. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that's been an, an interesting fact is how much sleep is. Yeah. You obviously, you need, you you have touched on sleep several times in this conversation. (laughs) You like, I'm like, you you need some sleep. Maybe you need to meditate and maybe that would help you sleep. Yeah. I bet you there are. We were talking about those sleep stories. And then you can have the Duke just talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Maybe you need to try that. Something I saw that was interesting was, um, uh, this it's called the regret approach to new year's resolutions. Did you see this? I don't know if I did. So it, and I'm like, you know what, this actually, this works for me. I, I, my entire life, I've always had a, uh, like a fear of regret, like regretting not doing something, which is what has allowed, like given me the gumption to, put my dog on my lap and drive my ass up to New York city by myself. It's, it's pushed me forward because of this fear of regretting, not doing something. So the regret approach is you look back and on the things that you wanted to accomplish, but you didn't, then you look forward and you say, okay, so I want to accomplish those things. And you kind of give yourself a measurable way to accomplish those things. Instead of, I do, I do think that it's hard when it's like so broad and I do think, okay, give yourself a measurement. Like I'm going to exercise one time a week. That's fifth for 15 minutes. Like, and if you add more to that, that's fantastic. But a very small, simple, measurable goal that you achieve. And I think looking back and cause I can look back and think, well, shit, last week I could have done, you know, I sat my ass and I watched Downton Abbey 
for, you know, two hours, I could have probably cleaned out my garage by that time. Like, and I regret using that time, not wisely. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, okay, I think I could actually, I could use that approach, like that reflection re- approach to help push me forward. It's amazing. Like when you look back and you think, damn, it's already 2022, like 2021 just flew by, you know? And it's like, okay, well, if I would have done this during that time and it's already, it's over, I would possibly be at this point that I wanted to be, but I didn't do it. So now I'm like pissed that I didn't do it. I might, I might try that, that approach because I I think that would, might work for me. Well, that's something that might help you with this. And I saw this one on um, the pioneer woman uh, website. I love her just by the way, shout out to the pioneer woman. Yeah. I made her lasagna. It was delicious. (laughs) And her Uh, rum, her Christmas rum cake is so easy and amazing. But there, they have an article there on New Year's resolutions for 2022. And the number one thing on there, there's like 40 different ideas, but was to start a journal that might help you with that reflection piece. If you kept a journal and just like, kind of like your daily, like the things that made you happy, your successes, the things that you regretted about the day and just like your overall feeling might help you like suck at journaling. Yeah, I do too. I've but, always, I wish I would. Well, it's more of a time thing. It's more of a, t- t- a time. I mean, I think I could make the time to do it. Even if I took like, you know, two minutes while you sit on the toilet, I could probably do that's actually probably a great journal idea. Like the toilet journal, you, while you're sitting on the toilet, you just journal out your thoughts. I mean, that's my favorite time to read a book is when I'm sitting on the toilet. There's a million dollar idea there. We might have to, we'll have to, what the 40 ish toilet journal. With some toilet prompt, with some prompts. I do like a prompt, but yeah, I have a hard I'm going to make a toilet book for you. <laughs> okay. We're going to do it. We're gonna, we'll sell it on the site. Toilet book. There you go. I love it. What else did she say? I mean, I think we've always heard that journal, journal, journal. I think it's important. So, yeah. That. So on this website there, I'm not going to go through all 40, but there was some really good ones. Give more compliments. That was one of them. Um, put your bills on auto pay. These are all easy things, yeah. right? Send more cards. I loved this one because... I love getting a, like a, a handwritten note or a card yeah. mail from somebody. Like I'm not super sentimental. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep it for the rest of my life. It does brighten somebody's day. It does. It just, and Hallmark has these little teeny tiny, they're like little like pocket size, like cards with cute little envelopes. I think they still have them. And I was in there and I sell them for like maybe 50 cents a piece or something like that. They're, they're fairly inexpensive, Mm -hmm. but I was in there like a couple months ago and I got a bunch of them. I would write a little note and like the first day of school, like put it in Ella's car and just was Mm -hmm. like, with like a Starbucks gift card. And was just like, Hey, hope you have a great first day of school. But it was just like, I don't know. I just love, I love, it gives me joy to do things like that. But it also like when I get something like that in the mail, I love that. Well, it's not necessarily one of my resolutions or one of my goals, but I just love the thought of that one. I think that was one of my resolutions maybe two years ago was to send at least like once a month, a handwritten card or note to somebody because it's just so different getting it in the mail. You know, I, I do try to like pop up on people's um, social media and just say, Hey, I was thinking about you today. I hope you have an awesome day. And like, just leave them a little message just because especially when people come up in my mind, like, I'm like, you know, that's, I need to send that energy to them and let them know I love them. Yeah. So, but I do. I love the little cards. That's cute. 
Yeah. So um, some of the other, she has some really good fun ones on here. Um, make a movie bucket list. <laughs> this one is, you already mentioned this one to me, practice saying no. <laughs> uh, take a social media break. That's um, probably a good one. DIY something special, which was, it sounds kind of fun. Like I have a couple of projects that I've had in the back of my mind for, you know, like months, you know, mm-hmm. just haven't had the time to do them. So she, she also says, get a full night's sleep. I just think it was interesting that sleep has been everywhere that, you know, basically everything that I researched, it came up. There's some other things like related to finance, like create a savings plan and get in the habit of checking your bank account daily so that you you're aware of your spending habits, that kind of thing. Read more and scroll less. I definitely need to read more. I'm so yeah. bad. I joined my first book club <laughs> just in the, in the attention of, okay, I'm going to finally like read a book. I haven't like read a full book in a long time. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to join a book club. So I have book club like next Wednesday, I think. And I've only read like a hundred pages. So I got to yeah. get my button gear. I'm like, okay, I got um, like four days. One sure. of the other things, which I thought was funny, because we just talked about this with Kira was uh, don't let your laundry build up. So, I did my laundry after we talked to her. I was like, damn yeah. it, I'm going to do this laundry. Got it done. Yeah, I folded it. I folded it right away um, the other night after we talked to her. Like, Because I, I had laundry in the dryer when we were talking to her. So I was like, I'm going to go up and fold that. It doesn't off. take that much time. It's like, no, it, it doesn't. It takes actually takes less time. Five I feel minutes. Like. Yeah. Like just boom, 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 get it done. Yeah. It's just awful. Sometimes I've made it such an ordeal where I have like five loads that I have to fold that I like pour them all in my bed. And then I sit there and I watch a show while I'm folding them. And then it takes me like hours because I'm watching a show and trying to fold laundry at the same time. So I think that's, what's so awesome. about Like podcasting, like you can just turn it on, but you can do like, yeah, you can do other things. Yeah. yeah. It takes out the visual, which I love, I love podcasts. Um, some other things on there, take the stairs, you know, you know, drink more water, hop on the bread making trend. I love that one. I suck at making bread. It's funny because I'm I'm a baker. I love to bake. I've just, I've not been super successful at making anything, but like a French loaf, like a pretty simple, you know, but I want to make one of those. It's like all braided and beautiful, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was some, there were some good, interesting ones. I, I highly encourage you checking out that article on the pioneer woman. Okay. So I looked into funny or, funny. or mm-hmm. weird new year's resolutions. I was yeah. cracking up at some of these. Some of these were so, cause I was like, Oh my God, that's Beth. The one that was you that I was cracking up was stop Googling symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beth. Stop it. She, you are so bad about diagnosing everybody. One that I thought was really cute was to start driving and go get yourself lost and do not use your map quest or Apple mm. maps or anything. So you have to try and find your way around and back I am, without using it. I am useless without ways. I feel like I am so, and I used to, before that technology, I used to be able to figure it out. Like yeah. now I don't know how to read a sign. It's like, yeah. what is wrong with me? I'm like, have you ever, do you remember that off the episode of the office where Michael Scott and, or, and I don't remember if it was Jim or Dwight in the car with him, but the G, it was back when GPSs were first like becoming pretty popular and the GPS is telling him to turn right. Turn right. And, and it just and, kept and, saying turn right. 
It, well, he's t- telling him to turn right. And it clearly didn't mean to turn right there because it was like a lake, but he couldn't help himself. <laughs> and he just, so he just drove straight into the lake because it, that's what the GPS told him to do. That's how I feel sometimes. Like if the GPS told me to turn right somewhere where there's a body of water, I'd probably do it because that's how dependent I've become on the GPS. Oh, there was what, take photos and in five interesting spots. So, and that you can do that throughout the year. So that I like this one, learn a party trick. Everybody should know a good party trick. Try a new food each week. That's you. You're doing that, right? Um, this one cracks me up. Finish at least one bottle of vitamins before you give up. <laughs> because that is me. Like I always buy the vitamins and everything. And then I, I, I take them for like, I don't know, three days. And I've got, you know, $60 bottle of vitamins. I'm like, oh, I hate this. This one made me laugh so hard. Manage to stop saying I love you on the phone to everyone. And she, and she was like, the, the girl, the little story I was reading, she's like, yeah, she's like, I called my dentist's office and making a thing. And I hang up the phone. Okay. I love you. Bye. And then she said like, everybody she talks to, she says, well, I love you. She's like, I got to stop saying that. So it's like this auto thing. Oh, and this one, this one is me. I don't know if this one is you, but be okay. Making more than one trip to the car to bring in the groceries. Like <laughs> this is me too. I like I pull like my back out, my neck out, like my hands are like totally like just riddled. Like when I'm carrying all the groceries, I'm gonna I groceries. I totally because of this problem lost a whole like it was like a whole. Um, I was trying to bring in. I I'd gotten catering for something like. I can't even remember. I think it was maybe for Aaron's birthday. I like gotten barbecue and like, I was trying to carry all that in and bags of groceries and didn't realize that like picked up the box of this. Cause they put all the catering like inside this box. And when I picked up the box, the bottom of the box, like fell, fell through. Out. Yeah. And had I like not been trying to like had groceries hooked on each arm and trying to carry this box <laughs> of whatever I would have felt it falling and I would have been able to, but because I had all this crap already on my arms, I couldn't, there wasn't anything I could do about it. And like baked beans all over my garage floor oh my because, God. because of me trying to do that. I, I was bad. I was really bad about it when I lived in the condo and I was on like the second or the yeah. third and fourth floor. Like I had to walk up to the third floor. Oh my God. Cause I, yeah, that's the worst. Oh, I don't blame worst. you there either. Oh yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I like that one. And then the, uh, the last one I saw that made me laugh was it's a, <laughs> this person wrote harness every bit of, <laughs> of willpower to not hit the elevator button repeatedly on, on a, in a futile attempt to make it go faster. <laughs> and I'm like, Aaron that, needs that one. Oh, Aaron sure. needs that one. I was like, it's so, it cracks me up though when people do that. They walk in and they hit like the button, they click, 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 click. Like, why are you hitting it 800 times? Like, just yeah. Hit it once. Just hit it. Aaron once does time. that. Aaron has that bad habit. I'm like, you know, it doesn't make it go any faster. Yeah. It's a psychological thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you see it like in horror movies too, when they're like, they got to get the door to shut. And they're like, click, 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 click. I'm going to shut this. Yeah. Yeah, no, that killer is still going to get you. Sorry, you're going to get it. So those cracked me up. Those were the ones I found that I thought those were pretty funny, but useful. Well, 
So after we've gone through all of this, are you, are you resetting your resolutions? I don't think so. I think I, I think I'm just, I think it all kind, all, all of my resolutions kind of fall into the category of just generally being healthier. So, and I think it's just hitting different aspects of my life. I think you need to make, I think you need to make measurable ones. I think, yeah, no, simplify. No, I think I do have like yeah. measurable steps in there. So like I have this goal of get, you know, get, getting into my basement gym and, and working out three times a week, whether it's Peloton or the rolling machine or the elliptical, like three times, three times a week, I can do this. It's in my basement. It's yeah. steps away. Um, and you know, one, one new healthy recipe a week, that's achievable. I can do this, that's totally you know, whether achievable. it's a salad, you know, like whether it's just a new, a new different salad or, you know, something I, I these are things that I can do. And those are measurable. Like I can, I can do those things. The thing about my relationship with Aaron and being more intentional with, you know, with my thoughtfulness towards him, and there's not anything measurable really that I can do, except for maybe say, like give myself a goal of like at least once a week, do something that's kind of out of the norm, out of the norm. I am, like I said, I think I, I set myself up for failure when I give myself a goal that I don't have control over. Um, like losing weight, um, because there's so many factors. I think I do better when I, um, when I give myself a, a little bit of a, of a break when in regards to weight, because there's so much there that I can't control. And we're going to dive into this in more in depth in, in a future episode, but there's so much that's going on in our bodies, especially during this age period for women. It really is based off of what I've been reading lately, more about new the nutrients that you're getting as opposed to a necessarily a caloric intake or anything like that. It's yeah. about getting the right types of nutrition. And so there's a lot of factors that are involved that aren't necessarily a factor for the, the general population or men, even um, it's very different. So um, there's been a couple of people that I've, and we can touch on this later, but the couple of people that I started following um, that really kind of debunk a lot of the a lot of the theories out there that people that have been pushed down our throats for years, like Mm -hmm. eat less exercise more, you'll lose weight. That's the key. And it's not necessarily the key. I think it helps, but it's not necessarily the key. And you and I are like solid proof of that. Like Mm -hmm. we are two people who have tried all the diets we, and nothing. um, I've had some success with losing weight on some of them, but you don't keep it off. It's it's not a sustainable, most of the diets that are out there are not sustainable ways of life. No. Um, like, the, so, I, like, I, I don't even get the keto and ad, I'm like, no, I don't even go down that route. Cause I know, I know me and that is not going to, that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, like I had some success with keto for sure, but it's not a sustainable, it's not a sustainable mm-hmm. thing. And anytime you eat something that's not it knocks you out of ketosis, you have to start all over again. Yeah. And, um, you can, st- I mean, like you can start over like, you know, a day later, but it takes your body ag- again, like several days to get back into ketosis. And so in the meantime, like it, your body isn't performing. So like something that's that restrictive, it works. The science behind it, that does work, but you, you can't mess up. You it's can't. not, sustain. it's not, yeah. you can't live like that. And yeah. I don't want to mess like up. Yeah. They said, I think the number one diet we voted again was the Mediterranean diet, which I like. I like that. It's just mm-hmm. a whole food 
yeah, and it, diet. Okay, yeah. And the one, um, I know I've talked to you about this. I've been following, um, the Galveston diet. Yeah. Um, and that is specifically geared towards women who are perimenopausal or, or menopausal or postmenopausal, but geared to women, our age and just the different nutrients that your body needs. And it's very scientific based. It's research-based and debunks a lot of the, the, the other diets and theories out there that just, we could try them until we're blue in the face and there are, they may not work for us at this point in time in our life because of these metabolic changes that are, yeah. are happening. So I can't wait until we dive, dive in, into, into that episode, because there's so much for us to talk about there's there. A lot. There's a lot. Okay. All but right. You're- so we need to talk about our, our, ch- our, our challenge. Yeah. Week. What's the challenge? You're going to set the challenge for the week. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a challenge that kind of goes along with one of my resolutions and that I'm going to be, you know, intentionally nicer to my husband. And so, um, whether you're married or not spouse, significant other, or just your person in general, the person that you go to to vent to that person that takes the brunt of all your, of all your stuff, um, whoever that may be in your life, um, whether it's your spouse or not, just do something intentionally nice and out of the norm for that person this week. And, um, just to show them that you love and care about them, um, and give them a little extra TLC because we all need that sometimes. So that's a good one. That's a a nice challenge. I like it. Awesome. Maybe we'll check in. We'll check in like monthly. All right. How's the resolution going? Yeah, we should do that. And just see, you know, we'll just do a quick little, all right. Well, let's do a check-in at one month. Let's do a check-in at six months. Yeah. And see what's going. And then at the end of the year, we can say, how did we do? It's 2021 or it's 2022. Sorry, I'm still in it'll 2021. Be, it'll be 2023. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we should do it. And yeah, anybody else that wants to join in with the check-in. Yeah, we could have that. We could maybe pop that up on our, our page and be like, all right, who wants to be in and on the check-in call? We yeah. could do like a group chat, a group check-in, and see how many people are sticking with their resolutions. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. See well, if we awesome. any uh, WT40-ish followers to join in with us there. Yeah, that's what we got to find. Yeah, we'll put it out there. See if anybody wants to join us in the challenge or any tips and tricks they have. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Be good. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us on What the 40-ish. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear some more, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review or share with your friends. We would love for you to follow us on Instagram at What the 40-ish. And remember, we're all just trying to make it through. So do something kind for someone else today. Even a smile goes a long way.